This is episode three of Tough Broads. And my first guest on episode one of Tough Broads was so popular and everyone loved her so much that she's back. Miss Nicole Risby's here. And one of my other very best friends, Miss Lauren Techberg, is here as well. Hi, ladies. Hi. Thank you for joining me. So a little history about the three of us. We've all been friends for years and years and years. We worked together in New York City as waitresses and bartenders when we were all young and in our 20s. Not that we're not young now, but younger. And they're two of the most wonderful women in my life. I thank everyone for them every single day. They were both at my wedding party. They're just wonderful, wonderful friends and sisters. And I love them both so much. And I'm so happy you're both here. This is so fun. This is exciting. It's fun. Another thing I love about both of you is that you both are older than me and you both <laughs> <laughs> turned <laughs> tried it. 40. Already. She tried it. She tried it. But, uh, this is our year. Nicole, you turned 40 at the very end of last year, beginning of this year. We were all there to party with you. Lauren yes. turned 40 in June. We couldn't be there to party with you because stupid COVID. And I'll be 40 in just a matter of weeks. So I wanted us to get together and talk about, you know, a little bit about life at 40, but especially sex at 40, because I don't know about you, but I remember being around 30 and people would always tell me women hit their sexual peak at 40 and that's the time. And I remember thinking like, I'm doing pretty well right now. Like, is it really going to get that much better? I mean, I feel like, like I'm already is, peaking. I feel like this is as good as it's going to get. Like, this is a good time. I look good. I feel good good in between relationships it's a blast and Mm -hmm. now that I'm here my perspective is that I'm happily married I will say and we're almost two years married so still newlyweds but we've been together almost 10 years and sex is awesome because it's familiar and it's intimate and it's with someone I love and trust so much and I'm so into him but at the same time we're trying to have a baby and it's business like it's work at this point in my life um it's just hey (laughs) Mark your calendar. I send him like calendar invites on my phone. Here we go. Is there any foreplay? Uh, In the beginning. So, you know, not to get too technical, but you know, there's just a couple days a month where you can really make a baby. And so in the beginning of those days, I'm like the lingerie and I'm into it. And I'm like, this is going to be the month and I'm all sexy. And then by day, whatever, six, I'm just like, just, you don't even have to go upstairs. Like, do you want to just do it in here? Like the hall? It just becomes, you know, it becomes a thing. It just becomes a thing. And, and I'm trying and both of us try, but I'm trying really hard not to make it that way but you get tired and life happens and then sex is just it's still wonderful and I love my husband to death and he's gonna hate me when he hears this but making a baby sex is work it's work it's a contract it's a contract so the reason why I wanted to talk to you girls is because you're both fabulous 40 and you both are single single in the sense of you're you're dating like you're not with one person monogamously unless something's changed in the last couple of weeks that I don't know about nope nope and I just feel like dating in 2020 is just the wild, wild west that I know nothing about. And so I would just love your perspective on what it's like and what goes on. Uh, Nicole, I'll start with you because you have a beautiful daughter mm-hmm. and you're a single mom and mm-hmm. she's old enough to know that mom needs to date, right? And go out and do her thing. Or yeah, is she not? She's, 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 she knows. Well, She knows about dating and stuff like that, but I do try to keep it very separate. Mm -hmm. So like, for instance, the ex, 
I mean, he probably met her like six or seven months down the line, but it would, if they ran into each other, it would be like very slim. Mm -hmm. Now during pandemic, it's kind of like no one's coming up in here, no one's here or whatever the case is. But I do try to keep it separate because she is 11 and she's going through that stage of boys and crushes and she don't need to see mama running around with a whole bunch of guys in and out. So I, I do try to keep it very knit tucked. Do you feel like it's easier to do that because so much dating is done online now? Um, yeah, and that sucks. This whole online dating apps and like selling yourself, I swipe left, swipe right. I tried that shit for a week and I was like, this is horrible. Basically, it's like, do you want to have sex or not? Really? Yeah, I don't really think that people are really finding like genuine relationships, at least not for me. I, I, I hated it, the whole process of it. Did you try a few different sites or apps or, and you found this on all of them? Um, yeah, I tried um, Plenty of Fish, which was Plenty of Dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, good dicks or like your dick? Lame dicks. <laughs> Lame dicks, okay. Lame dicks. And then there was another one that's really recent that someone tried, told me to get on. Krista actually told me to get onto it. I forget what it was called. It's like one of the latest ones. And I was on there for like two days and I was like, this is trash. It was trash. Hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to look up and see which one it was. So do you feel like even though you're putting yourself out there, like you make the profile and you don't just make it about sex, like you're really trying to meet somebody and you still just get hit up by people who are like, oh, hey, are you busy? Let's do it. Yeah. I mean, it always starts off innocent. You know, the conversation starts off, oh, hey, how you doing? Da, 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 da. And then by the time the second round of conversation starts, they want to throw an eggplant in or they want to like ask a sexual question that just kind of opens up the door. And it's like, now, now we're here. We went from talking about, oh, I'm an event planner and, and I have all these aspirations to right. now I'm talking about sex. It's so quick. So does it make you tired? Every time a new guy dings in or whatever they do, match you or swipe on you, are you like... Not again. Are you still hopeful? This could be a different guy. No, it's annoying. Yeah. It's like giving up the same energy every single time for the same result. So I feel like it's draining. Lauren, I know that you like a DM and you like to talk to people in DMs. Oh, yeah? What? (laughs) Are you a slide into my DMer? (laughs) Lauren's got a few in the DMs. I've been with you. Um, yeah, but I I've not been able to be dating for quarantine. I really I can't do it. I was dating somebody and I, when this all rolled through, I didn't see him for a while. We were trying to do FaceTime dating, which didn't go well on his part, which was weird because we had been dating for like four months or whatever prior to this whole disaster. Mm -hmm. And, and then once we tried to meet up, I just couldn't even bring myself to kiss him anymore. Like I'm so worried and skeeved out on this whole thing that I'm like, uh, it's not, it's not. And this was also, I was, this was March, April, May. So this was like, we were in quarantine. I was nervous to even be out and I just wasn't feeling it. This was, I was just so nervous. Plus I live next door to my parents. So I'm not going to be out there dating and maybe coming home, maybe I'll get over this COVID or whatever. But then what if I pass it to my parents? Yeah. That was in my head. It's not worth it. It's And also, I'm trying to build a business right now. Mm-hmm. So I really cannot have any distractions. And these days, I have zero patience. Mm-hmm. So if you're not somebody that's going to impress me and spoil me, 
and somebody that I respect that I have zero time, zero time for you. My business, my money is coming first. Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you about your business because you are building a business and you were in the fitness industry, health industry. Do, do you often get people who will start off, hey, I could be a client or they seem like they're really interested in what you do and, and then it turns into let's meet up and make out and do whatever and have sex? I wouldn't say that happens often, but mm -hmm. it definitely has happened. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I'm pretty good with boundaries and not letting people talk to me a certain way. So yeah, it's happened, but it's not as bad as you think. Now, when I was a massage therapist back in the day, that was a whole different story. That was like absolutely terrifying. Plus I was like 22 years old. Yeah. Uh, dudes were like, constantly trying to be gross not you mean by when people try to talk to you in a certain kind of way you say you don't let people talk to you in a certain kind of well, way you know like I, I cut it um what's what i'm looking for like i stop it right away like if i right. sense that they're gonna try to be flirty or whatever asking a little too many questions i shut it down quick Mm -hmm. Like I know how to handle, I mean, I used to be a bartender and a waitress in New York city. Like I know how to shut shit down, handle things pretty well. We're not going any further. Bringing that up. Cause we, again, like I said, that's how we all met and we all worked in this industry forever. Nicole, you are still in the industry in the sense that you're doing event planning now and wedding planning now. Do you think that the two industries that you work in today, similar to what we used to do, I used to always think I'm never going to meet my husband working my restaurant job. I'm going right. to meet a lot of amazing people. And I did. And a lot of people to have fun with and a lot of dudes. But I don't know. I just, is that mean to say? It's not like there weren't awesome guys there. But do you feel like that in your industries, it's hard to look around? Or do you feel like your industries bring up like a wealth of dudes? Um, I kind of feel like it brings up a wealth of dudes. No. Okay. Like if I'm single, mm -hmm. right. And if I was maybe 10 years younger, I would have the pickings. Okay. Because these guys, we actually get to know them on a personal level because mm -hmm. we work together mm -hmm. or along those lines, as opposed to that guy that goes out to the bar and he's actually the douchey guy picking up chicks. And right. it's like, dude, if I was on the opposite end, I would not be into you, but I know you. So you get to know them on another level. Then you get all the different sauces. You get all the flavors. You got black, you got white, you got Spanish, mm. we've got Indian, you know, and we all work in this one little area. So now that I'm doing weddings, you know, of course at the wedding, there's always that single guy or that single girl that's trying to hook up with the wedding party or something like that. So it's just on another level. Now you're hooking up with the with the brother if you think the brother's interested as opposed to like the server that's sitting in the section next to you or that's working next to you. Right. It's still the same. It's just different in different levels. Yeah. Oh, how many single people do you have coming to the wedding? The weddings are the best. Yeah, like, I was going to say you must do well because oh. you're looking good. You're the planner. <laughs> you did all this. Right. You're not in the family, so nobody has to feel awkward talking to you. <laughs> You're not somebody's cousin. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're like, oh, I'm not related to you for sure. How are you doing? It's true. But then it's like, I'm so busy running around. I mm -hmm. don't have time to focus. You see the faces. They watch me run around all day. And then like at the very end, either they're too drunk to right. approach me anymore, or they've moved on with somebody else or they found somebody else in the party or something along those lines. But when I do weddings, I don't even look for that kind of stuff anyway. But you know, I'd be watching. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'd be yeah. like, oh, he's cute. He's single. And then by the end of the wedding, it's all said and done. I like the industry, honestly. Maybe it's just because of the years that I worked there. I was in that mindset of, I don't want to settle down. I stopped waiting tables in my lower 30s. So it really wasn't, I am going to meet the man of my dreams. I, I actually already met him before I stopped working there. So maybe right. I was just in a different a different place. That's a That's an interesting point. If you're looking for it, if you're looking, because a lot of people that we personally know have met people in the industry and gotten married. You're we right. Know at least a good five or six people that work together or met at a bar through another restaurant, meeting somebody else. And are it is a small world, isn't it? Oh my gosh. It is so small. I can basically, we can go anywhere and run into somebody anywhere. I love that about it. I miss that. I miss that for sure. Lauren, what do you feel? I keep wanting to call you Don, by the way. <laughs> I'm trying to be profesh because we're in the podcast. What do you feel about, because I think I was even like one of your naive friends that when you first started training and stuff, I'm like, you're going to meet so many hot guys because you're just going to work with that personal trainers all the time. Do you feel that way? Yeah. When I was working at Equinox, for sure, there was a lot of hot clients there and hot trainers. Now, the thing with me is that Pilates, there's like zero dudes that are coming in to try out private Pilates. Because you're the one that's supposed to stretch. Right. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I was just training like old ladies. So that was boring. And I either get gay guys or I get older women, which is fine. And I'm happy with that. But there's no hot dudes. And Nicole, were we, what did we talk <laughs> the other day? Where I was like, I'm at the beach and I'm wondering, what was I wondering? <laughs> About section 20, yeah, 21. Oh yeah, you were Where's having table 22. <laughs> There's no said... 22, right? And you guys are like, why are you thinking about this at the beach? It's the same thing with the beach. Not one hot dude has ever strolled down there right. unless I brought him. So <laughs> I don't know what it is if I have like a block. I think I do have a block. <laughs> swear to God. I just don't find them. But I've had success on dating apps. Like I tried Hinge. Okay. That's the so, one. Yes. So Hinge is good. I met... Two quality guys. I'm not saying that they were so great that I'm still with them because obviously I'm not. One of them is the guy that I broke up with over quarantine. Oh. But I have to say the way they handled it, it's, they seemed more like they were looking for something, something serious. Yeah. And the guy that I did break up with was in shock when I broke up with him. And I think if I wouldn't have done that, he would have stayed with me. He was like, what do you mean? I, I don't know what to say. Was it something that I did? Like, I was like, wow, you really are fucking clueless. Um, <laughs> it was everything you did. Hinge is good. Now I know what Nicole means when you're like horrified on a dating app because I feel like Tinder was like that for me. Every time I would look at these pictures and I'd be like, oh my God, I'm never going to find anybody because they're yeah. all animals and just terrifying. Mm -hmm. Who would put these pictures up? But the other good thing about the apps is you get to see the idiot that they truly are right away. If you would post this picture, then you're a moron. Right. If you met him out in the bar, you wouldn't know that. You right. know what I mean? Good I point. Like it, it really does help you out. And even the things that they post, whatever, but in their profile and, and their dreams or whatever, those are things that you're not going to know if you just met them at the bar. So it is this kind of, I don't You think know. you can trust somebody on if you meet them on an app? I, I feel like if I was yeah. to like really get into somebody, I don't think I would 100% be able to trust that individual. Right? You met me on an app, meaning like I was one of your pickings. If we get into an argument, what's the first thing you about to go do? But Nicole, go on the app. Every dude, every, first of all, I think every dude has probably three apps, right? This is why no girls get hit on in the bars anymore. I'm telling you, I go out, I don't get picked up. 
I can look so cute. I do not get picked up. Now, what's the difference between guys having probably a couple of side chicks, a couple of, you know, girls that they know they can text or just waltzing into any bar at 3 a.m., right? Mm-hmm. What really is the difference? They're going to do it anyway if you're fighting, if you're going to get into a fight or whatever. They're going to do that. That's just honestly like how most men are and it sucks. And it you're is. on the app too. You're on the app too. Yeah, and you're thinking the same They're thing about you. But I'm an honest lady. Right. I'm real about my shit. I'm only going to pick you. I ain't going to be like, you know what? I don't like this conversation. Mm, back on hinge. Do you feel like because of everything going on, do they have to put all their time and energy into trying to get to know you and date you? Because the minute something goes off, there might be five other waiting in the wings on five different other apps. Women are doing it too. I shouldn't say just men, but in the stories I hear from my friends, it seems like guys do this a lot. Where is that motivation to like, oh, we just had our first fight, but I really like her and I really want to stick with this and da da da. Whereas, you know what? She wasn't that great anyway. I got another girl on Tinder that I was talking to. I better go see if she's still available kind of thing. I think it's becoming a huge societal problem. Like, I really think people are always like, oh, there are a dime a dozen now and Mm-hmm. I could just go on my app and talk to this girl. Like, I think that's actually ruining dating and ruining relationships. It's true. It's too I accessible. Mean, yeah. You know, back before when we didn't have apps, you got into an argument. It was like, okay, you'll sleep it over. You'll do something else. Now you could just pick up your phone and you can, you know, mentally check out of one thing and then flirt, I guess, innocently with somebody else. And then you pick it back up again the next day. It's just too accessible right now. That's why I honestly probably wouldn't date anybody that's on a dating app because I can't take you that seriously. Because if we get into it, you're not going to really try to work it out. Mm-hmm. You got Nicole, plan B, plan C, and D. If you think that you're going to meet a guy at a bar and you think that he's not going to have a, like three dating apps on his phone. I don't meet guys at the bar either. All right, wherever you meet the guy, wherever, the <sighs> wedding, wherever, right? Wherever you meet a guy, I guarantee he's got three dating apps on the phone. I don't know. I don't want to know about it if you do. If you do, that's a that's a turnoff for me, honestly. I don't even I mean, even before is it a turnoff just when you start talking or is it a turnoff after like two or three dates? That was my next question. It's a turnoff just as we start talking because I've already mentally turned you off. Or like guys that have secret folders on their phones. Now I've been a part of guys' secret folders. You know what I mean? Look like a mm-hmm. fucking calculator and he opened up the calculator and there's about eight other chicks up in there. <gasps> what? Yeah. I didn't even know about that. Wow. Oh yeah. And they hide photos and stuff like that. <gasps> that is a mental block for me because now you got a secret app that women are sending you pictures that you put in and I look at your phone and it looks like a calculator or it looks like your calendar or contact books. And then when you click on it, there's just all these different women in, in different pictures. Wow. 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 Is there, Oh, but is, you're my favorite. So what how long it? are you before you go, when you know a guy, are you going through his phone? Cause it sounds like you're well, going I'm through not, his phone. I'm not going through his phone, but it was a conversation that I had with a friend. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, I still got those pictures. And it was like, he pulled out the phone and pulled out the, the app. And it was like a calculator. Oh my and God. it was like, clicked on it. And I guess, you know, he trusted me enough to like show it to me. But that stuck with me. I was like, ew, that's nasty. Yeah. That's kind of gross that you just got like a little compilation of women, but I'm your favorite. Nah, I, I, I don't have that. Can't trust it. Do you feel like there's something, especially for women where, you know, you're both single, um, you're both working on your businesses and brands and being amazing. And yet 
the guy part of it is kind of the sacrifice. Would you feel that way? Do you, do you feel like it's kind of unfair? I mean, the, are the guys you're meeting now dating younger or dating older if they're not already married? Do you feel like you're kind of in a weird age group to be meeting someone to settle down with? That was kind of three questions in one, but. No, I mean, I bugged out right before I turned 30. Like I was flipping out the poor guy that I was dating at 29. I was like, I want to get married. I need to be married by 30. I want to have kids. And seriously, 40 rolled in and I was like, am I going to bug out? Am I going to bug out? I'm not (laughs) bugging out, but am I going to bug out like on that day? And nothing. I feel so much better than I did at 30. Mm -hmm. And especially with knowing like what I want and like giving up that whole having to get married and have kids at a certain time, which is what I grew up thinking. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm over that. And I'm glad because I still do want to get married and have kids. But I mean, my aunt had a baby at 46 years old, naturally, Mm -hmm. those things happen. And and Mm -hmm. even if it's not natural, like if it's, you know, in vitro, whatever, like, I'm okay with that. Like, I'll do that. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't bother me 40 and dating as far as like the sacrifice. What do you mean by sacrifice? My question, I guess, was I've worked so hard to get where I am. Yet I look back and I'm like, so far, I haven't found the guy. I've put everything else ahead to kind of get where I am and be serious about who I am, how I feel, what I'm doing. Yet this part of my life still sits with maybe not the current situation that I wanted to be in, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I'm more confident in that situation. Mm -hmm. I know what I have. I know what I want. And I know what I'm looking for. And if you can't enhance the brand Uh or bring something to the table, um, then that's easier for me. Like I have my own place. I'm working, taking care of my child. You know, I travel. I come and go as I please. If you can't meet me at the basics, if you don't have your own place, if you're not driving, if, you know, you can't take a simple vacation, you don't have a job. You know, there's a lot of men out here that are in their 40s as well and in and, and their 30s that can't even meet me halfway. It's easier for me to be like, you know what, then you're just not going to be the one for me and I don't feel any kind of way about it. Maybe right. in my 30s, I would have gave somebody the chance Like, I'll work with him. I'll do this and I'll do that. But now I don't have the patience to work with somebody because I've worked on myself to get where I am. Right. Right. Now, when I do date, I do struggle with the point of having a baby, right? Mm -hmm. Because I don't want any more kids. Mm -hmm. I have an 11-year-old. I knew when I had Kayleen, I didn't want any more kids. Right. That was a given. But I would have if I found the right person. Like, you know what? I'll have a kid if I have, if I meet the right person. But now that I'm 40, I don't see myself being pregnant. So I've come across guys where they're like 37, 38, and they still don't have kids. And we're just beginning. If we're just beginning, I don't see myself at 41, 42 being pregnant. So that's a thing where I kind of have to like really skip it and choose wisely about the men. Like, do you have kids? You do. Do you want more? or you don't have kids, I'll totally let you go because somewhere along the line, you're going to want a kid. You're going to want to repropriate and have your name out there and stuff like that. Isn't that great though, that you can just cut through the bullshit because it used to be back when we were young. Is it too soon to talk about the future? Is it too soon to talk about this? And now it's like, we need to know this right up front because it's a matter of time. It is a matter of, yeah. That comes down to like, I guess like a person's potential, right? Somebody once told me this really stuff, you can't marry potential. Cause I, my mm-hmm. thing in my thirties, oh, when he has so much potential, you know, mm-hmm. like he could be, and somebody was like, you don't marry potential. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Um, and the other thing I want to say about this conversation is for me personally, like I'm a very spiritual person and getting more and more spiritual and just like starting to 
think about my vibration and like what I've been putting out there and how I've been thinking about certain things, even when it comes to my career, when it comes to life, everything. And I feel like I've been kind of playing a little bit small and I'm learning not to do that. So what Mm. I truly believe is that once I'm where I want to be with this new business, my vibration is going to attract somebody in that exact same situation. And I'm learning all of this now, 30, 20s and 30s were rocky for me. They really were. And I look at the people, the men that I attracted, and I was like, okay, this makes sense. This is how I was feeling. Mm -hmm. So my vibration was a little bit lower. Not saying they were horrible dudes, but it's just not who I would ever spend the rest of my life with. And when I feel like I'm working on myself and things are getting better, my thoughts are getting better, I'm getting stronger, things are becoming amazing, then I'm going to attract a guy like that. It's not like I'm never going to meet a guy again the rest of my life. It's like quarantine came for me at a great time where I'm forced to be growing, you know, and then I'm going to come out of this little butterfly and then I'm going to attract that that dude. That's what I think is really important too. So at this point in your life, do you feel like a man would just add to it, not be something that you need? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like just I add don't. to all the wonderful things that are happening in your life. Not that you like need one to have the good things. Exactly. Yep. 1000%. Yep. You have to add to it. Yeah. Right. Like she said, like I've been soul searching, letting go of a lot, <laughs> a lot of negativity a lot of people that are just kind of in my life for whatever yeah. reason, you got to go. And another thing is like sex. I'm not just out here having sex. I'm not just going to give myself to you because I'm giving you my energy. When you have sex with somebody, you exchange energies between you and that other person. And right. like women, we're like emotional. You know, we, we get right. emotionally attached and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it gets cool to have like booty calls and shit like that. But what is it? What are we actually doing? Right. It's Nothing not you can't do it for yourself. Girl, tell about it. We don't if you need could keep you. up, then that's great. If you could keep up, sure. If you could impress me and make me respect you, because I just, I guess I see so many guys and I'm like, ugh, you're so stupid. I mean, if anything, <laughs> LT, you're an enhancement. Yes. We're an enhancement. I am an enhancement. I'm yes. the crop over here. I'm holding, I'm holding out for a hero. Right. You know, <laughs> I gotta put the like, light on. like little baby said, all this good P-U-S-S-Y, no one to give it to. For real. <laughs> it's fucked up. That's how I feel. I'm an enhancement. If you come across this gym, you are lucky. I got manners. I pay my bills. I mm-hmm. cook. I clean. Do you feel I like it's my kid. Do you feel like it's because you are where you are in life that you feel that way? Have you always, I mean, honestly, have you always felt that you were an enhancement to who's ever, whoever life you were entangled with at the moment? Honestly, yes. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. say 50-50. I, oh, I kind of like have part of me think that depends on what day you catch me, but I'm, but I'm better now. <laughs> I don't know. I've always felt like I've been a good catch. I might be a little bit crazy. I'm not as crazy as I was back in the day, but the good catch outweighs all the craziness. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I think I was 50, 50 when I was dating. there were some guys where I felt like you're lucky to be here. And then there were some guys where I just felt like I was, I'm lucky to be within your presence. Yeah. And I, 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 you know, I don't know if I were single today, if I would still be that way or if just be so much more confident in who I am that I would hope that I would feel the first way that they're just lucky to be here. Mm-hmm. Well, if you find somebody that's like a good guy, it's like, you know, you're both lucky. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I want. I want to be, I want to feel like I'm lucky to be in this guy's relationship because he's, I mean, this guy's world, because he's so amazing and he's such a good person and he does the right thing. And he's, I want to feel that way. And I want him to feel that way about me. To compliment each other. Yeah. yeah. Would you say that you have time for casual sex right now? Um, I have time. I don't want casual sex. Mm-hmm. Me too. I think I'm just at a point now where it's like, I don't want casual sex because I am 40. You know, I do want to get married and sex is just sex. You know, I look at sex differently now than I did when I was in my 20s and my 30s. Right. You know, I take better care of my body. It's a temple. So anyone who I allow to come into my space, you have to be like worthy of me coming into my space. You're not just going to have sex with me one time. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. Those, those days are like over. We go out on a date and, and we have some casual sex and then you don't call me for a couple of days. I'm tired of those like mental games, even with myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So no, I think, um, you know, the next guy who I do take seriously, we don't have to get married for us to like have sex, but there has to be some kind of foundation. There's a point to this, yeah. right? There's a point to us doing what we're doing. Right. Yeah. We're not it's just a waste of your time. energy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah, when you're building a business, you have to preserve all of your energy for that. It's true. I don't want to have to be like, did he say good morning? Did he text me? Or like, blah, blah, blah. Like, you should, it should just be natural. And I've had enough natural relationships that I know that it does happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, Nicole, you are originally from the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Um, and but you lived in, in New York most of your adult life. Laura, you're born and raised in Queens, but I know yeah. you have friends in other parts of the country. I was in New York for 16 years and have been now in the Midwest in Detroit for six. And I have to say, I feel that where you live plays a big part in how you feel about your relationship situation. I feel like if I were 40 and single here in Detroit, people would be like, oh, I'm so, so, baby. so sorry. I have somebody for you. Like, can I introduce you to somebody? Are you, are you okay? Do you go to a therapist? I mean, I feel like it would be a big deal. The fact that I'm 40 and childless, already a big deal. I was going to say, and the kid part too. They'd be like, oh. Bless your well, heart. Right, yeah. bless your heart. Girl, bye. <laughs> And, and I, I think it even affected me when I moved here. We moved here in 2014. I was about to turn 35 and being around you girls, being around my girls, being around my people, being around my friends, living the life in New York and the hustle and bustle, it was, I just was where I was. And then it wasn't until I got here and lived here for a year or two where people were like, Michael hasn't proposed yet? How long have you guys been living together? <laughs> or he wasn't there? I never was worried about that kind of stuff. And all of a sudden I was, why haven't you proposed? <laughs> you know, like I really felt it creep into my brain and I had to do a a lot of work to kind of just be like, I am me. It doesn't matter. And I'm fine with that now. But you girls still both in New York, do you feel the way that you feel your freedom? I mean, you're both so confident and talking to you is so inspirational. And I hope women listening who are our age or whatever age who are not with someone are learning from this because you guys have a lot to offer. Do you think you would feel the same way if you lived somewhere else? Like, oh. Schaum- like Schaumburg, Illinois? <laughs> no. Because, oh, yeah, you I, know, mm-mm. I think New York guys are awful. And <laughs> I mean that in the most loving way possible. But I've grown up with, I've had guy best friends. I grew up with guys, right? And I still have a lot of guy friends and I just see what they do, what they say. And then my own experience with men. And I'm like a detective. I will find out shit that you can't even believe that I will find out. I know your passcode quick. Not saying I would use it, but I like, I'm a detective. So anyway, I truly believe now that I need to outsource. I believe that my, my guy's probably somewhere in Europe. Um, wow. 
or he, he might be in Texas, he might be in California, I'm not sure. So my um, one of my best friends, Franny, is always like, you need to move to Texas, because she now lives in Austin. Yes. Uh, with her husband. And she's always like, move here, move here. You will find a guy in a heartbeat. She's like, not like she really knows. She's not on the dating scene or anything like that. But the friends that they've made, she's like, they're just different out here. Mm. And I truly do believe that they probably are different. I don't know, more spiritual spiritually oriented that's a huge factor for me I'm not looking to go to church every Sunday we don't have to do that but that has to hold a light in your life it just it means something to me see now where I'm from I think that the dudes are corny I'll take a New York dude any day Mm -hmm. Harlem Brooklyn Queens their swag is just a little bit different it's like what I'm looking for you know what I mean like and then if I was back home I would definitely be pregnant I mean, uh, married yeah. with probably like two or three kids because that's the lifestyle that they live out there. Yeah. It's like having a car. I was in the Bronx for 11 years and, and at one time that I feel the need to have a car right. and to get my license taken care of. Right. Now that I live in Jersey, I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I can have a car. It's a different state of mind. Yeah. My homegirls, besides you, Crocker, and maybe like one other, everyone is single. Yep. No one's married. Um, besides a couple of us, we're the only ones that have kids. Mm-hmm. So we're still, I'm still in that mind frame of it's okay being single and 40 yeah. and right. like dating because that's what we're doing. If I was going to dinner in the Midwest and everybody is literally wifed up, then I might feel like, oh, maybe I should get into a relationship and feel that pressure. Maybe that's what it would be. I would feel that pressure of feeling 40 and single. Mm-hmm. But because I hang out with like-minded people like me and are in the same situation like me, I don't feel that pressure of being 40 and single. I feel like 40 and fabulous, like I'm doing this. Right. That's very New York. That is very New York. Yeah. You have have the people that are married and have kids, like all the girls I grew up with. And then you have me and other, a lot of other people that totally normal to be 40 and single not according to my father but um (laughs) i know my dad was like aren't you tired of doing this on your own and i was like doing what on my own i don't even talk to my dad about relationships at all living life on your own me either but i get a little comment here and there right right you get the comment because they they probably feel like they want to walk you down the aisle and they're getting older and i think it's really cool that you both can kind of navigate through your lives and just not feel that needed pressure of if I don't find him in two years, what's going to happen? Or if I don't, you know, maybe I should have, do you ever have that too, where you wonder about the guy that was in your life five years ago, seven years ago, we've all known each other long enough to kind of know which guys those were. What would have been, should I have Mm. stuck with it? Would I be married to him by now? Mm. I mean, I've thought about it, but I'm not like, Oh God, I made a mistake. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I'm like really confident that I'm exactly like I did the right thing. Yeah, I thought about it. And the guy who I was supposed to was a piece of shit. Right. <laughs> right. While I thought he was all of this, he was cheating on me and yeah, his family didn't like me. Like wow. it was so much going on behind the scenes that I didn't find out until we actually broke up. So I was thankful for that. Do you feel that as we get, I hate saying get older. As we grow into ourselves, as we get are there, wiser, are there different things about guys that 
turn you on? Hmm. Like, are you into something totally different than let's say you were when you were 30? Mm. Great question. That is a good question. Um, I'm, I'm into nerdiness a little bit more. Like oh. I like nerds. Definitely. Brian Boyles used to make fun of me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right. So oh, he must shout have out met. to Brian Boyles, police officer in Indiana. Yeah. I hope you're listening. Brian Boyles. We love you. My love brother. Him. He cracked <laughs> the best jokes. Oh my God. So he used to tear me apart because he met me in my mid twenties. I can't remember if it was like mid to late twenties, like when he was dating my sister was definitely in the twenties. And he was like, if Sissy won't date you, if you don't beat people up and drive a motorcycle. <laughs> Like, where do you get this from? Like, part of it is true. Part of it was, was <laughs> he wasn't like, wrong. <laughs> dating like guys with giant muscles, but I mean, like, it wasn't like I was dating so many. There was, you know, a boyfriend or two like that. But yeah, so I guess I did have this type. But when I look back at like some other dudes I dated, I really do like the super intelligent kind of nerdy guys. Like the last right. guy that I was seeing was like such a dork, and I I find comfort in that actually. Yeah. Oh you're a total geek and you do, you read and you do this and blah, blah, blah. Like that makes me feel more comfortable about you as a man, as opposed to like most of my exes were definitely in the bar a lot. They were doing this and that with their guy friends. And then this was guys night at the bar. Mm -hmm. And that just used to make me feel really, really, really uncomfortable. So I don't, I don't want to date one of those guys ever again. I want a businessman. I want him running a business. I want him helping me run my business. If he knows something that I don't know, help me out. Yeah. I want a family man, like somebody that's into their body. Mm-hmm. That was the other thing. I I dated like one guy that worked out and like took care of his body. All the other guys, they didn't take care of their bodies. And I used to think about that sometimes. How the fuck did I wind up with this guy? Right. We have nothing in common. Like, oh, let's go for a hike. Let's go for a walk. No. All right, just for like a little while. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, I need somebody that's going to be like, let's go. Let's be spontaneous and go like get in the car right now and go. I love that shit. So yeah, that, that's important to you. Yeah, it is. But he's got to be. Think I've, I've decided that I'm not going to chase guys that aren't available. I, it, it's it's kind of like a turn on for me for a guy to be like, oh, I'm not looking for anything. And I don't <laughs> want anything serious. And I'd be like, oh, yeah. Right. It's a challenge. It's a it's challenge. A challenge. Yes. And then I get it. And it's even more, it's satisfying for maybe, maybe for my ego. Right. Yo no sé. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But like, I've decided that when a person tells you what they want, take it for what it is. Yeah. And when a person shows you their true colors the first time, take it for what it is. Yeah. You're not going to change anybody's mind. You're not going to make them love you or anything like that. Although they would always fall for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I guess like Lauren said, I'm looking for someone that is comfortable in their skin. They can bring something to the table. Yeah. I have a great group of friends. Do you have a great group of friends? You know, right. I have a strong family background. Do you have a strong family background? You know, are you faith? Are you into God? Do you know that there's something more than you that's controlling you? Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't have faith. I've realized that I'm very spiritual mm-hmm. and I kind of need, you don't need to go to church or anything like that, but you need to know that we're not the ones controlling what's going on down here. Mm-hmm. And then I need somebody that's not like big into substance. Are you comfortable with yourself being sober? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and are you comfortable with me when we're sober? You know, that's, that's really big. I'm not about going out to the bar and having drinks and all that other kind of stuff. I'm about a couple of glasses of wine. We could share a bottle and then, you know, mm-hmm. keep it moving like that. Right. Oh, those big are both energy. really good points. 
I remember that. I always wanted to be the person that was going to change that person. Right. I, I want mean, to be the one, you. the one that he broke his pa- habits for, the one right. that he changed for. Have you ever been in love? Oh, right. I'm going to make you love today, honey. <laughs> <laughs> and then they fall in love and I'm like, ugh, get away from me. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. Do you think now when you look, let's say you look five years from now and you could give me a list, the top three things that you want in your life five years from now, what would they be? The top three. For anything? For anything. Yeah. Top three would be a house, mm-hmm. my business, and a nice steady relationship. I will put that in there. All right. I would put my business a nice steady relationship and then a house in that order in that order because i want to be able to like build with somebody that is the best way to do it i have to say i mean when michael and i met we were at similar places in our careers and both working millions of jobs and living in a tiny one bedroom apartment with dogs and whatever and now we kind of look around and you know we got a cute little house here in detroit and both Mm -hmm. doing great things and it's like oh this has been a crazy 10 years but we've done it together you know, right. you and it really makes it, yeah, it makes it that much more special. You have those memories with somebody. Mm-hmm. It really so. does. What about and you, it's Don? More stability, right? Done. Yeah. Yeah. Done. Um, the first thing that popped in my head was successful business, mm-hmm. a loving, fun marriage. And mm-hmm. then I hadn't gotten to the house yet, but then when Nicole said house, I was like, I lit up. I was like, yes. Home, <laughs> marble heated floors. Ooh. Like, dream home, like something that I never thought that I honestly never thought that I could have until recently. I definitely am not going to be in New York. That's for sure. Really? Where would you go? Uh, Guys, I was actually thinking about going to Northern LA before the whole fucking state went on fire. (laughs) Um, So I still want to go check it out, like Malibu, Santa Cruz for several reasons. Funny enough, I've always thought about Idaho. Like I did a book report in like the third grade on Boise, Idaho. (laughs) You are not an Idaho chick. Listen, but just like I can have like a winter home there. The the nature of it, like like when I think about California, I want to be like close to like Lake Tahoe. I love the ocean and the sun and stuff, but then I want to be like, I want to be able to go skiing and be in like the woods and the forest there is just like stunning. This Mm -hmm. everything out there, all the parks is just beautiful. It beats the East coast. It really does. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say (laughs) West coast. Then I'm like, Barrett might be living in Croatia. I don't know. I don't know where the hell I might be, but yeah. But you both said that you wanted men to be a part of it, which I think is... Yeah, definitely. Of course. Both both of you have that in your five-year plan. And I want to, you know, I do want to have kids. I hope that's in the cards for me. Like, I do want that. And... You'll be able to have kids. Both of you all are going to have kids. You know, we're healthy. We're active. We're around. We look good for our age. So, like, carrying a baby would never be a problem. We're young enough to still have babies in the future. So LT, you're going to have some kids. That was what was funny. Yeah, you are 100%. I see it. I see it. That was what was funny when I was pregnant. I was pregnant at 38 with Presley. And so many people used to always say to me like, oh, my second pregnant in my late 30s was so much more difficult than my first in my 20s. And I was like, I got nothing to compare it to. I'm, I feel great. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it is. It's all about perspective. Like for me, it was just, I mean, I felt pregnant, but I didn't feel like Would this have been so much easier if it were 10 years ago? I don't know, because it's now. It's how I feel now. So when do you think realistically you're going to be back out there on the dating scene? Whatever back out there means. Going to the bars, 
going out on dates, doing the app. Like, what, what, realistically, can you even see yourself? Well, now you need to know the status. Now I need to know your sexual status, your sexual status and your COVID status. Yeah. Like, come on the date with your paperwork. When was your last test for all of it? Yeah. So, you know, I think it's all about being safe for yourself and making sure that you're taking care of yourself. Forget about everybody else. But then again, Crocker, I don't meet guys at the bar and at the restaurant. Honestly, I meet guys through work type stuff where they know me. Apparently, I'm like intimidating. You know how guys be like, why don't you smile? Shut up. I'm walking down the block. What the what the hell am I smiling for? Shut up. You know, but once you get to know me and, you know, you get to know my personality, I think that's how people really kind of like open up and like get to know me. But I'm not that chick that sits at the bar and have people just rotating, waiting to talk to me. Well, I would beg to differ because I've been at many bars with you and people love to talk to you. Yeah, but they ain't talking to me like that, girl. They're not asking for my number. Have I given my number out a few times? <laughs> not really. Nine, 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 never mind. We're too busy having right. fun. Exactly. We're always too busy having like, fun. The what about group you? is bringing people. What about you, Laura? Because I know you talked about in the beginning, like you're like, I don't even want to kiss anybody. When do you I, feel like you'll feel good, good doing that? Maybe next year. I mean, as crazy as that sounds, I was in the Hamptons this weekend and I was like, kind of, you know, of course, like I'm going through things like Nicole's going through things and stuff like that. And like, you know, building a business really tests you and pushes you out of your comfort zone. And I was alone out there and I'm working on photos and doing this all myself in this house by myself. Nobody's around. And I'm like, I'm like bored. I get, I do get lonely. I will say that I really mm. do get lonely. So I'm like, fuck it. When I was in Sweden, my brother told me to put a uh, Sweden's zip code in a Tinder on my vacation. So, and I went on a date, I went on this amazing date. He took me to the opera house, had champagne. Like he, I should have kept him. So I was like, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to put this in for the Hamptons, right? I'm going to put the zip code and see what's out here. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it was the same monsters, you know, the same types of, <laughs> the same types of same dudes. Monsters. And I was just like, what am I doing? Like, I'm on Tinder right now and I'm not going to meet up with anybody. Like, what's the point of even talking? Because then it'll just become a distraction, right? And then mm-hmm. I'm like, there's just no point. There really is no point in it. Yeah. But you still like the apps? Do you think you use the apps because you're just bored? I was, no, I was bored to death. Like, literally, yeah. I was bored to death. And then I haven't even been on it. I know next year I plan on traveling for my birthday in June, mm-hmm. going to Europe. So I was supposed to be doing that for 40 this year. Right. So we'll see. I also got my sister over there. If she ever does anything, trying to hook me up with somebody. I was like, don't you know anybody rich over there? <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, that's the thing. I feel like because of COVID, it's a whole new set of rules. Like, is it we meet first masked? And then like, <laughs> when do we get to take off the masks? <laughs> when do I allow you within six feet? I mean, that's what I say. You got to come with paperwork. I really think you're not far off. I think people are going to be like, open your wallet and show your Yeah, but COVID I'm not test. joking. Like yeah. if, I, if I was to meet somebody and they wanted to take me out on a date, Crocker, honestly, I would ask for a test and I would go get a test as well. God, it's like when we were young and it was HIV tests or STD tests You got to come with your two documents. Yes. Yeah. What's your status? What's your status? So when you were in Atlanta, because it was so much more open, like, did you, were guys coming up to you? Like, were you like, eh, six feet? Um, no, like, you know, one, t- one, one of the last days, me and Jamil, me and my cousin, we were sitting she, upstairs. I mean, and Jamil, I mean, literally walks into a room and the guys are magnet. just like, Zoop. oh yeah, she's a magnet. <laughs> she needs to write a book. <laughs> She's, she, she just got it going on, you know, 
And she's just beautiful. She has great conversation. She has a lot going for herself. But they are. They're like, think. Yeah. Crocker, you too. When you were uh, single back in the day, she would walk in the bar, think, you know, <laughs> like a oh. like a magnet. Mm. Oh, thank you. You're welcome, girl. Mm. But we were sitting at the bar upstairs. And when we first sat at the bar, it was just us. Mm-hmm. Bartender was on one side and we were on the other. And he wore the mask the whole time for the, like, the beginning of it. I feel comfortable with that, right? So then he takes off his mask. He says, oh, this is my brother. So his brother comes around and starts to talk to us. And in my head, I was like, I should put my mask on, right? It's his brother. Maybe he doesn't. You do play that mental game. And then you put the mask on and people are like, why you put your mask on? Right. I ain't sick. And it's like, I don't know. So you do play that mental game. And like when we were walking through, I would have my mask on. You know, if anybody was getting too close, I would throw my mask on. I'm like, ooh. But yeah. they are not like that. Right. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I live in New York where it was taken very, very seriously. Yeah. Well, I'm not just Yeah, you out must here. have felt really out of place down there because you I, went from like zero to 60. I did. I kind of felt like, what am I supposed to do? Right. I don't yeah. want to offend anybody, but I don't want to get sick at the same time. Yeah. Well, the sickness is more important. I don't care about offending anybody anymore because Michigan is, is where I am in Detroit is very, people have been taking it very seriously because Detroit was hit really, really hard, as mm-hmm. was New York. And so I just don't care anymore. I'm like, I'm doing what's right for me and my family. So screw you. Absolutely. I want to make sure both of you get your socials out so people know where to go find you for your respective businesses. Because Lauren, you're still coaching online, right? Yeah. Yes, I am. So you can live anywhere and, co- and and train with you. That is my dream of all dreams. That's what I saw this lady doing at the beach in Croatia. And I was like, I want to do that. And then I manifested it. So yes, manifestation. Um, it showed up. And that's what I'm working on right now. So my business Instagram is peak, P-E-A-K underscore performance. 60. And then Nicole, are you planning events outside of New York? Are you New York based only? I am planning events outside of New York. Mm. Um, and I have a couple of brides coming to me that live outside of the state. So yeah. that is amazing. I've done my web page, which is Nikki Riz event.com. So yes. And it's N-I-K-K-I-R-I-S. And then my Facebook and Instagram is Nikki Riz Events. Awesome. This was so fun. This was so, so fun. fun. Well, thank you girls so much. This is fun. And I love you both. We love, love you. you.